Happy Halloween, podcast listeners. Welcome <laughs> to this podcast on your beautiful Halloween evening, or whatever it is that you're listening. This is a, a brand new, fresh off the press podcast. It's, I think the name is Ooh Spooky. <laughs> yeah, correct. Is the that name correct? Is Ooh Spooky. Great. Well, my name's Adam Knox. This is Peter Jones. Ooh, Peter Jones. And Okamala. Oh, spooky. There you go. Put some spice on it. <laughs> oh, the catchphrase. <laughs> this definitely won't get irritating for people. <laughs> Ooh. Annoying to say. Uh, it's So, I don't really know where to start with what this is. This is like a... You know the... Oh, shit. I just felt something really cold go through <laughs> me. Oh, sorry. That was my finger. <laughs> <laughs> that we cold fingers, Pete. Eh? <laughs> Can't stop fingering those frozen chooks. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us were talking, and we realised we all shared uh, an appreciation for how funny usually the supernatural stuff is. Yeah, the paranormal, the, the unexplainables, the fifth element. And Ooh. we were <laughs> the X Files. Pete happened to happen unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> Pete had this book. So I've had this book. This book is called uh, Mysteries of the Unexplained. It is from the Reader's Digest and is like an encyclopedia of like the otherworldly, like paranormal, coincidences, <laughs> predictions, UFOs, aliens, monsters, everything is included in it. And I've had this in my house. I don't know where it's come from. <laughs> I've had this in my, like, since before, like, since I was a kid. This has just been in our house. And I just, I assume it's come from another realm, from the fifth element. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's... Mysteries of the Unexplained, firstly, is a great title. Yep. It sounds like a joke title you'd make up for a book about ghosts. <laughs> and every time with paranormal stuff, it's never just ghosts or just aliens or just Frankensteins or whatever. All of them get wrapped into the one, yeah. into Supernatural. Like, if you were a big fan of the Frankenstein and Frankenstein sightings, I picked the only one <laughs> that that's is not one. Not one. everybody <laughs> thinks is fictional. That's a literal work of fiction. <laughs> No one thinks. No one has like had a sighting of a Frankenstein. No, even vampires. People are like, maybe there's books about them, yeah, but maybe, yeah, maybe vampires, but like definitely not Frankenstein. <laughs> I've seen a doctor, and he told me to get help. But it it encompasses all these different things of unexplainable phenomena. It's divided up into five different phenomena. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Theme song. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's all. They always get lo- like, what is it? Aliens, ghosts, freaking like spooks, <laughs> like vampires and stuff. Yeah, vamps. spooks, ghouls, ghouls, goblins, hobgoblins, hobgoblins, anything that comes from like a German witches. fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. This book, witches. oh, witches. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were going like, which is a pretty crazy thing. <laughs> which is und fairy tale. Yeah, um. Germans, Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> so, yeah, because we had this book and we realised we all kind of thought this stuff was kind of funny, <laughs> we're going to go through this enormous book, a book that yeah. is way bigger than I was picturing. It's the an- book looks it's- great, because at first we were like, oh, we should do a podcast like about the paranormal or whatever. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't know, it's a bit broad, or everyone talks about that shit. And then Pete told me about this book, I was like... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this book is from another world, 1982. It was written, <laughs> and so it's divided up into five different sections. So I thought I'd share a, a, a tale. These are all tales that are all referenced. They're all they'd appeared in like newspapers and stuff like that. There's all they're all referenced throughout the. Um, book, but how do you explain them? You can't because they're mysteries of the unexplained. <laughs> it's divided up into five sections uh, beyond the walls of time. Wow. Well, that is 
immediately I do not know what that is. Well, that is a mystery. It. It's it. Yeah, old, okay. old stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. I did it. This isn't from when I was born. <laughs> How, where'd it come from? <laughs> Unearthly fates. Uh-huh. You know, like the ghosts, maybe. Like uh, I think it's like uh, people uh, dying in unusual ways. Oh, well, like disappearing. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Okay. So some of the stuff in this book is someone having been abducted, and they're like, "Where'd they go? <laughs> Into the sky, maybe." <laughs> uh, monsters and more. Ooh, that one's pretty straightforward. That one makes sense. But the what's un- the and more? Well, it's like uh, just different types of the monsters. Doctor, yeah. The Doctor Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> the men who make the monsters. Uh, the unquiet sky. That's obviously like. The thunderstorms and, and stuff like that you can't explain. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the realm of miracles. Okay, so God stuff. Yeah, God stuff. God stuff. So Angel stuff. Are we going through e- one story from each of these five sections? Yeah, yeah, each episode. Every time on all 11 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stories in this book. This there book is, is massive. This podcast could go for 8,000 The rest years. of our lives. And for- then at that point, it's like beyond the realm of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, we got there. And some of them are long as fuck and some of them are really short quick little mysteries so this one this is from the unquiet sky so this has come from above so this is like an example yeah this is just this is just a short one just a little one um by the way i just want to point out pete has control of the book me and luca will never look at the book oh really i like when he shows us but <laughs> we're mean, not going to go through the book <laughs> early <laughs> so i was already in oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we're not going to know all the mysteries yeah, yeah. beforehand we won't pre pre uh, plan any jokes about it. I don't right? intend to pe- 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 pre plan. <laughs> I don't plan to pre pre plan a single word. Uh, Adakal. What? We begin. Pete's made one up. <laughs> Adakal, a village in Norfolk, England. Small toads fell from the sky in such vast numbers that the local people were greatly inconvenienced. <laughs> Is a small toad a frog? <laughs> oh. Okay. Like How, multiple <laughs> small toads, you know. If, it rocks. <laughs> if these toads had been a bit smaller, it would have been somewhat of an inconvenience. But this is greatly inconveniencing me. <laughs> what are these? These are oh, like a small toad. <laughs> uh, Graham, you mean like a frog? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I know a small toad when I see one. I know toads, and this is, this is just many small toads. <laughs> They've fallen from the sky. In October... 1683, it was reported that the villagers had to sweep them up by the bucketful for burning. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. It was reported. <laughs> it was reported. So multiple, multiple, how do you explain that? Multiple small toads, All right. otherwise known as big frogs. Because <laughs> one small toad, you could go, well, a big sort of gust of wind picked it up, or there was a tornado, and this toad's in the wrong place at the wrong time. He's been a small toad his whole life, and he's had everything against him. And now another bloody bump on the road comes for him, <laughs> and he's been picked up by this tornado, and he's been launched into the sky. But, but now, m- like, there's there's ton- there's tons. <laughs> there's Enough an st- inconvenient number of <laughs> small toads. <laughs> the Al Gore sequel that is very not as good as the first. An inconvenient number of small toads doesn't teach you as much as much, as much about climate change. Uh, okay. I I have heard that before. I fi- I don't know if this is within the um what would be good for the podcast, but I think there's an explanation for this. I don't know what it is, but I know I've like read this story Same. happening in recent times, and they were like, it wasn't a tornado, but it was some shit. Where it was like, oh, this is what happened. That's why there's toads. It's just like a stuff. wind thing hit a pond full of toads, and it some- was like, oh, we pick it up, and then it just drops them. 
It is something like that, yeah. Are those little, um, what are they called? Fucking frog sperm. Tadpoles. Are they <laughs> frog small sperm? enough? Sprog. <laughs> that they could be, could they be picked up and like grow in the sky? In the sky, in a cloud? And then th- th- when they get too heavy, before they come big toad. Uh, inconveniences the toads as well, because they <laughs> fall from what they thought was a pond onto, <laughs> we're in a cloud. into a villager's bucket for burning. <laughs> I also like that they burnt the toads. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> There's no other a... way to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need to set them all on fire. <laughs> well, you just leave them in that bucket you've got. Nah, no. We'll just throw them outside of the village. Where? <laughs> Trying to drown them. The They're good. <laughs> <laughs> They're quick in there. <laughs> he's been under there for ages. He's holding his breath or something. He's a small toad, but he's got big lungs and a big heart. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I have I have heard that as well. But Should I, I try and find out what the answer is? or do you, we I mean, we can try and find, if we can find the answer to these mysteries. They're unexplained at the moment. We they can, were unexplained as of 1982. Yeah, yeah which is current day. <laughs> if you're listening to this in any other year. The first podcast, <laughs> the and for some time. reason they continued them afterwards. Yeah, I would like to know what... Because what, I have heard the, the frog launch thing before. Mm. Yeah. I've heard of, of cats and dogs as well, that it's rained them. It's been raining cats and dogs. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that it's been raining men. Oh, really? Yeah. For That can only have happened once, like for the first time in history. Yeah, for the first time in history. <laughs> and then it surely wouldn't have happened again. <laughs> well, I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, do you have an answer yet, Luca? Because I'm... Tell you what, I, listening to this podcast myself as it happens, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, much like some of those frogs, I'm uh, in tree <laughs> in a tree. They would have fallen into a tree. It's been reported <laughs> in tree. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> uh, dude. Um, yeah, it's been reported many times throughout history. Uh, the most common explanation is a small tornado or water spout, which is when a little tawny gets caught up in the water. Especially, and it says, yeah, especially light animals like small fish or frogs are uh-huh. often. Victim of such, but this is like 1653, and before they tornadoes, like, before anyone knew how to name for oh, a water spout. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Unless there was a guy there looking at that tornado, going, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> then they, they also wouldn't have known what a tornado. Yeah. They would have been like, "Also, put write the tornado down." <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> like the wind was making a circle thingy. <laughs> <laughs> write that down as well. That's was unexplainable. It, I don't know if it was the wind or if that was just like an animal. <laughs> Yeah. Tried to burn it, put my fire out. <laughs> <laughs> also, your bucket doesn't make any fucking sense to me. <laughs> right? All this down. All this is unexplained. <laughs> we gotta sweep these toads up. <laughs> oh, yeah. actually, it isn't my intention to solve all these mysteries, but, it, <laughs> but just, just straight off the bat, you have solved up. one of the mysteries. That word inconvenienced as well <laughs> is so funny. funny. <laughs> The idea that someone was going about their day and like, well, now I can't. I can't do the thing I was going to do because a toad's on the road. Man, that worst, has somehow prevented the work I was doing. Worst feeling, you put the washer on the line, you go to run a few errands away from the house, you see that it starts fucking raining small toads. <laughs> Damn it, my washing's going to be covered in little froggies. Uh, it was a beautiful day before. That's Melbourne for you. Or a clactor or whatever this place was called. Norfolk. Oh, right. A village in Norfolk, I believe. Norfolk. Um, speaking of, you brought up fire just before. This is this is from the the section unearthly fates, or whatever it was called. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, <clears throat> a mysterious though not spontaneous case of human combustion was reported by Doctor D. Bruz in the Edinburgh Medical and Surgical Journal. Dated- just bef- before we move on, if the combustion wasn't spontaneous, 
I have a guess that this dude's just going to have accidentally lit himself on fire. <laughs> Any type of combustion that is not spontaneous combustion, I feel like can be explained pretty well. It's, it's still <laughs> mysterious. The <laughs> pay, pay, p- uh, play, pray, plan. <laughs> so, he, Dr. DeBruz was writing about this. <laughs> Dr. DickBruz? <laughs> yeah, Dr. DeBruz. Dude, you're going to see Dr. DickBruz? Because that girl you went home with the other night. I don't know, man. You need to go see Dr. DickBruz. <laughs> <laughs> in March 1829, the subject's hands burst into blue flames when he was when he attempted to help his brother, whose clothes were on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how it's happening to me now as well. How could two brothers be this unlucky? <laughs> we set this bucket of toads on fire, and then that lit my brother on fire. And then, and then somehow that transferred to me when I touched him. One I- minute I'm having my nightly oil soak. <laughs> Next minute I'm trying to cut down my brother. <laughs> Must be cursed by Satan himself. <laughs> Get Dr. Dick Bruss over here. My hands are really hurting. <laughs> the flames continued for several hours to leap up and flicker over the hands and only... Constant immersion in water finally <laughs> extinguished them. <laughs> well, how do you fucking explain that one? We've tried looking at them. We've tried making the hands into, like, fists. And it's not making the fire go out. I'm out of ideas. Just put them in water. Oh, hey, you, my brother, come over here. You put me out now. <laughs> You've transferred the flames onto my hands. Now you use your hands to take them back. <laughs> I could not possibly use these flames any longer. <laughs> if your hands were on fire for hours, surely at some point it's like, oh, well, we don't need to put them out anymore. They're gone. <laughs> Only yeah, yeah. constant immersion in water. <laughs> Constant. Constant, like, dip them in a little bit. (laughs) I didn't do it. (laughs) I know you're going to want to keep them under there, but we don't know that'll work. Do not drown your hands. (laughs) I know the frog stayed under there for a while, but your hand isn't a frog. I'm a doctor. (laughs) I know a thing or two about our hands on fire. My name is Dr. Richard Bruss. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm liking these. That isn't a mystery. At all. I don't know what the mysterious part of that is meant to be. Well, he, it wasn't spontaneous, but he's, his brother was on fire, and then he trans... Then he was <laughs> so good that there was an age when people were just on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't explain how the brother was on fire. It doesn't explain why the brother was on fire. His brother. As would happen in 1829. previous fire. <laughs> his brother. A man made entirely of fire. <laughs> I'm imagining the, <laughs> the non-fire guy just at home. And then the brother walks in the door, completely on fire. He's like, hey, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? What happened to you? You on fire again? I'm having the most unlucky life. Me, John Blaze. And you're Johnny Blaze. I should have said a name other than John. John. I can only think of the name John. John and Johnny Blaze. Johnny Ah, Blaze is from uh, the Fantastic Four. Oh, fantastic. This is technically a comic book podcast now, so it'll get a million listens. (laughs) So they're the, they're the the fire brother. It does not explain where what was why that one? They, unearthly realms. That was from unearthly fates. Unearth- uh, that is a pretty. How do you explain that? No. A brother just on fire. They don't even. I like that the doctor, Doctor D. Bros, was just like, <laughs> "Oh man, your hands were on fire for a bit." I'm going to write that down, but it doesn't explain <laughs> what the brother was on fire. <laughs> the brother was just on fire. Yeah, no, I'm a doctor, not a coroner. I can't help him. <laughs> 
<laughs> the brother, well, what about putting me in the water, Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know it'll work. <laughs> you stay there. Medicine, we- <laughs> people think it's a science, but it's actually a lot of guesswork. <laughs> it works on hands, and we know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot, well, full body? We it don't know. It might make it worse. I've seen some crazy things happen with water. I saw, I'm going to call it a tornado over this water the other day, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> All right. So, so what have we covered there? So that was Unearthly Fates, and we've also uh, dealt with, uh, whatever the other one was. Oh, From Above. From uh, the uh, I had d- Unquiet Sky. Unquiet, Unquiet Sky. Sky. This is Monsters and More. Oh, shit. This is the one we want, right? Representatives of the media seldom have the good fortune to be present at a monster sighting, but one journalist... I don't know, mate. Bloody, uh, there's a lot of people there in the fucking uh, in the fucking press room when Trump has to walk in. They all get to see a monster, then, don't they? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's an absolute pleasure watching the podcast machine. Your orange light blinking. <laughs> that riff got more and more exciting. <laughs> Thank God it's still on. It recorded it. Phew. <laughs> but one journalist boating on. Okanagan Lake. What are the last few words? (laughs) (laughs) One journalist boating. 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 So he was outside of the role of being a journalist at the time. Yeah, yeah. He was on Okanagan Lake. Studying the the water. Going, I wonder if I could put my brother out with that shit. I don't want to get in. It might make the fire of water. Perfect. For putting out one's hand. Not a lot of toads in here anymore. Uh, but one journalist boating on Okanagan Lake near the town of Vernon got lucky on July 17th, 1959, although not lucky enough to have a camera handy. That's pretty unlucky. Call yourself a journalist. Mr. <laughs> R.H. Miller, editor of the Vernon Advisor. Sorry, the Vernon Advertiser. <laughs> was accompanied by his wife, their friends Mr. and Mrs. Pat Martin, and the Martin's son, Murray. Ah, Murray Martin. He's <laughs> Murray a music Martin. producer, isn't he? That sounds like a music producer's name. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, nice. Yeah, it yeah. says this in brackets. Definitely a music producer. <laughs> they were on their way home early that evening when Miller noticed a large creature following in the wake of their motor cruiser at a distance of about 250 feet. Wait, so what did the boating have to do with it? They're on a boat on their way home. Oh, and they're cr- oh, he's cruising. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. They're cruising, cruising on a boat. They're on a, they're on the lake. And they're heading home from the lake. They're on the lake. And they've decided... We've had enough of the lake. (laughs) Murray, you're being a little shit. (laughs) Turning this boat around. It's like, uh, Pat, we thought it was just going to be you and Mrs. Pat. (laughs) Why'd you have to bring Murray with you? Ah, no one will look after him. We can't get a babysitter with him anymore. (laughs) This water's cold! (laughs) Get out of it then, Murray. (laughs) What's that behind us? 250 feet away. I don't have my camera. I'm not interested. (laughs) I'm on my day off. I'm not a journalist all the time, Murray. Pat Martin, who was steering, turned the boat around for a better view. As they slowly drew closer, the Millers and Martin studied the creature through binoculars and were unable to reconcile its blunt-nosed, snake-like head with that of any animal they knew. Okay. <laughs> a, why did you have binoculars and not a camera? <laughs> it seems like if you, you know when you go out for a nice day on the lake and you bring binoculars for perving? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Murray, get a load of these. <laughs> he has to learn one day. What uh, year was this? Uh, 1959, right. the year of the binocular. I, 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 I hear it was blunt- like a Game Boy back then. <laughs> blunt nose and snake-like head immediately makes you think either snake yep. or dolphin. Is that a blunt nose? A bottle nose. <laughs> and a snake-like head on a dolphin? Yeah, they're like smooth and 
you know, you can't I trust mean, them. I... Well, itself, the creature, apparently none too pleased at what it saw, the creature gradually submerged and disappeared from view. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole mystery? That's it. <laughs> the Martins... The Martins and the Millers were out on the lake with their son, Murray, and then they... <laughs> a bunch of drunk parents and their simple kid <laughs> saw a snake in the water and went... 250 <laughs> feet away. They're looking backwards through the binoculars. Yeah, their binoculars there. <laughs> His leg's massive! <laughs> hey, turn around, Pat. Turn around. <laughs> what do you reckon that is out there? Do oh, fucking... some kind of snake-like creature, or, or like a stick or something. Oh, he's got a pretty blunt nose, as opposed to those sharp noses that most animals have. Do you know what it is, Murray? Talk up, boy! <laughs> Speak up, we can't all see you shaking your head back there! No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know, sorry. I don't know, actually. I've looked in there and I, it's not any animal I've ever seen before. It sounds to me like, what's the name of the first guy? R.H. Uh, Miller. R.H. The, Miller, the journalist. He was pretty aware that, like, not a lot of shit going on in the Vernon Advertiser tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to make me up a story. Oh, look, we didn't have a camera on us. Had the binoculars. We saw it. We couldn't explain it. Well, yeah. what do you reckon it is? It just disappeared again. Murray, you saw it, didn't you? No, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> when a newspaper's called the Advertiser, did literally just start as a thing for putting ads in? Good question. Now, there's a real mystery. There's, there's the true mystery of <laughs> that mystery. mystery. It, it does seem like a very untrustworthy name to call yeah. your newspaper. The fucking... The, the New York shill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody read this and you'll get the news. Yeah. And a <laughs> the discount. The <Victoria> billboard. <laughs> <laughs> the binoculars, though. They were incredible. I saw the monster like that. <laughs> you can buy the binoculars yeah. as soon as you like from we P.O. Were Box. We in our... <laughs> <laughs> Krubiston boat. <laughs> boat. <laughs> and the lake. It's a fine lake this time of year. Admission only 11 pence. <laughs> You're in America. <laughs> You're in America. It's a stupid leg. <laughs> All right. Well, that's monsters. Doesn't sound like much of a monster if it didn't bother them. No, or it didn't do anything to anyone. It didn't really follow. I feel like that's before. why that's not a monster that we know a lot about. Like, you know, the Vernon Advertiser monster? <laughs> oh, Binocular Bill. <laughs> I remember him. Some say he harmlessly swims down there like an animal, not a monster. <laughs> Like some kind of day. snake at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> it looks a lot bigger through the binoculars. <laughs> oh, it's gone now. I don't think he was too pleased with this situation. <laughs> he sucked I do his like head. that little editorial at the end. It's like, and I think the monster also wasn't pleased with what it saw. Murray, an ugly child. <laughs> yeah. A friendless child hanging out with adults. Like when, the, yeah. In the 50s, too, when teens had their run of the place. <laughs> Like, the people on the boat were not pleased as well. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I wanted at all. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, what an unsightly beast. <laughs> Down you go. Down you go. Come on, man. I'm, I'm a journalist. <laughs> I deserve more than that. I brought these binoculars to look at different parts of a placid lake. <laughs> not at your snake-like head and blunt nose. <laughs> not any animal I've ever seen before, and I've seen five of them. <laughs> Cow. 
chipmunk, <laughs> bird, variety of bird, <laughs> horse, and then whatever that is. <laughs> this guy has led an insane life. He's never seen a dog or a cat. <laughs> I keep coming on this lake hoping to see an animal. I'll live on a lake. What do you want me to see? <laughs> I have to live here. I have to keep my hands wet constantly. <laughs> I need to be constantly submerged. I'm also I'm 400 years old. <laughs> my fucking brother. <laughs> He's long dead. He was on fire for a bit. And he's long gone. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the monster. That's the monster. The monster of Vernon Advertiser Lake. Definitely just an animal. Yeah, it's definitely a snake. Look, it's a it's snake or an eel probably or an eel, eel. Probably an eel. Possibly. Oh yeah, a snake like head and a blunt nose. Boy, that sounds like an eel. <laughs> Ooh, Murray saw an eel on the weekend. <laughs> It's a moray. Shut up. Stop saying your own name, Murray. <laughs> We're so sick of your shit, Murray. <laughs> so this is in the, so this is from the the realm of miracles. In the realm of miracles. Here we go. So are you ready for a miracle? Yeah. So ready. I'm ready for a miracle. This is this is the real shit by the way. Can I just say I think miracles are real. Cuz I Well, you are about <laughs> if you're an unbeliever before this, you're about to be a believer. I'm ready. Or a believer. No, no, sorry. <laughs> In World War One, Jack Traynor of Liverpool, England, suffered two bullet wounds. One left a hole in his skull that refused to heal. Oh, normally bullet wounds heal up like that. <laughs> We've done all we can, but it is absolutely refusing to heal. We submerged his head in water for a very long time, but it seemed to make him worse. Just kept leaking out of the hole. And the other which severed nerves that not even a most skillful surgeon could join had left him paralyzed and atro- left him with a paralyzed and atrophied right arm okay. he was awarded a total disability pension that's not the that's not the miracle <laughs> <laughs> the government was quite tight at the time the miracle of compo <laughs> <laughs> by 1923 trainer had begun to suffer from epilepsy probably triggered by the head wound he was now unable to walk. That same year, he was taken on a pilgrimage to Lord's France, where he was lowered bodily into the communal bath. Oh, that's good for fire. Great for fire. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's got a head wound and Imagine epilepsy. someone bringing you like, this will heal you. Get in this bath everyone else is in. It's communal. <laughs> in, in that communal bath, and there's a guy with a head wound leaking. It refuses to heal. They're like, no, we're putting him in. Oh, well, I might get out there. No, stay. Stay. No, I think I saw a snake or something in here. I've got to get out. I want to leave. No, Murray, you've got to stay in the bath. <laughs> Four days later, he jumped out of bed, washed and shaved himself, and walked out of the hospice unaided. After he returned to England, he went into business as a coal merchant, married, fathered two children, and lived a normal life for the next 20 years until his death of pneumonia in 1943. During this time, the Ministry of Pensions, refusing to believe that someone who had been pronounced totally disabled could become mysteriously totally cured, continued to pay Traynor the full disability pension, although it was never declared miraculous by the Catholic Church, the cure is inexplicable. Okay. That sounded, that. <laughs> it sounded like it was going to be a joke for a minute about lawyers. Like, <laughs> when he went back to England, he became a lawyer, which is why they say all lawyers have a hole in their head. <laughs> I thought it was going in the dark. So what's the miracle that he... The miracle is that he got shot in the head, had epilepsy, and then he also, like, his arm was done. And yeah. then uh, then he had a bath, and then he woke up four days later and was like, oh, sick, I can shave myself. <laughs> but his arm, he had another arm. How long Surely the arm between didn't getting shot in the head and 
then going to the bar? Oh, he was unable to walk for a bit as well. He was unable to walk full stop. That's right. He got shot in the head in World War One, um, and so by 1923 he was unable to walk. And then, uh, wait, no, World War One. When was it? Whenever World War One was, 1914 to 18. Oh, a nerd. <laughs> so I need to start, but the end, get fucked. I'm not reading that book. Finish fights, brother. Start them. I'm, I'm so off. scared of wars. I only read about the start of them, and then I abandon that book. Deserves further, man. Take me out. <laughs> so, that, so even though he's like, and now he can walk and do everything, it was still only for like 20 years after that point. Whereas yeah. it's like, and now he's dead again, but from pneumonia. They put him in as many bars as they could after that point, but he yeah. was still dead. It sounds like he got better due to medical treatment. What about the bath he had in France? That's medical treatment in the fucking 1910s. 1920s. But you just you heal from stuff. You've never had like a you know a cut, and then later, oh, the cut's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to know how long, because it was like, <laughs> oh, he couldn't walk, and then two days yeah, later was he was in a bath, like... then five days after that he could walk. It's like, well, he just fucking rolled his ankle or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like five years. I think it's like right. five years from the war to when he's in that bath. That's well, enough time to heal. I think I think so. The body's that. pretty good at yeah, healing. Maybe he, he just gave up. He was like, oh, I guess I can't walk or nothing anymore. And then it's like, uh, what's it called when you eat the sugar pills? Placebo? Being a horse? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's salt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, placebo. placebos. So yeah. he's like, I bet that bath fixed me up, so all of a sudden he's up and about. Yeah. It's also like four days after the bath that he's up and yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he <laughs> yeah. got, they tipped him out of his wheelchair into the bath and he jumped out of the bath. <laughs> <laughs> they had to roll him back into the wheelchair, back to the place. And like, oh, this is no good. Four days later, he's like, actually, pretty good now. And I like that the Catholic Church were like, no, not a miracle. <laughs> They're like, what about this miracle? It's like, no, no, no not a miracle. Definitely not. I'm going to put it in the book anyway. No, don't. It's not a miracle. <laughs> My favourite detail of that is that he kept claiming the compo <laughs> until he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he was just like, they were like, well, that seems crazy. <laughs> Let's just keep paying him. <laughs> I love the guy who, like, his care or whatever. So they put him in the bath. And he's like, did it work? He's like, nah, I still need help out of the bath. He's like, backbreakingly pulling this man out of the water. <laughs> putting him in. Honestly, I didn't think about this part. I thought you'd be and healed. put him back in the wheelchair. And then the guy's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then four days later, he's like, I'm all right. I'm all right. He's like, well, fuck, man. I'm still in sponge bathing you for four extra days, lifting you up and down the stairs. <laughs> I like that he leaps up and now he can finally walk after all this time. And he's just like, time for a shave. <laughs> <laughs> been neglecting this part, my favourite thing to do now that I have the power to walk. Well, I needed that story like I needed a hole in the head. <laughs> well, then I guess I know a cure to that. It's at Lourdes in France. Oh, my favourite place named after a dumb thing. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Lord. Where is Lourdes in France? Is it like south or north? Let's find out. I'm on Google Maps right now. How do you spell it? Is it L-O-U-R-D-E-S? L-O-U-R-D-E-S, yes. L-O-R-D. it. How many kilometres away from here do you reckon it is? We're in North Melbourne in Melbourne. Uh, 8,000. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> from I, wouldn't have been able, I wouldn't have known what a good ball. I only know anyway. where 50 kilometres is because that's the search area I have set on Gumtree. <laughs> so I know where 50 kilometres will get me to. More than that, <laughs> I cannot do. What? You know, like the, you get the radius if you're looking on Gumtree for shit. 
It's like only show me things within fifty kilometers. I'm not. I'm not a fucking truck driver. I can't travel <laughs> yeah, that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you looking for on Gumtree, dude? Oh, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at on Gumtree. You got two right here. <laughs> yeah, it is ve- far southwest, right near the border of Spain. Okay, and it's seventeen thousand and seven kilometers. Fuck, here. I was pretty close. No, Does I said eight thousand. Yeah. I didn't say eighteen. Does it say anything about whether there's like good baths there or? I'll see if it still exists. Lord's Public Bath. It looks like a beautiful city. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> oh yeah, this is what's my most recent Google search. Murray Martin isn't isn't uh, anyone. <laughs> he's, he's a congressman, and he was a boxer one time. <laughs> he lived a full life after that monster sighting. A lot of people would have just closed in. But... Well, you guys said he was a freaking record producer or whatever, didn't you? I think he's I was thinking sounded of like Max Martin. Yeah, you're definitely thinking of. They still got the baths, Doctor Dre. <laughs> yeah, that's who I was thinking. Doctor Dre, the buzz. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened in Lords? That, that, that was where one. the bath was. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've still got the baths. Oh, that's great. And people still go there. It's a real pilgrimage site. Nice. Oh, wow. It's sacred. What a great looking place this is. Look at that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That looks like the sort of place where you go like, ah, oh, I feel like walking around here. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time to stop my ruse. Here's the bath. <laughs> it's the very bath. Oh, shit. That's not communal. That's like a small bath. Oh, that is yeah, a small bath. Yeah, I think it's bar. communal in... That anybody can go to uh, yeah. multiple people at different times yeah, yeah. can use the bath. <laughs> yeah. I see. I guess I'm thinking of a it's swimming not like pool. like a public pool. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking yeah. of a pool. Just a, a giant band aid off that cunt's head <laughs> floating around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What was this covering up? <laughs> this is so gross. Monster! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yuck. Just a band aid in the water, like 250 feet away. So that was a miracle. We have one more. This is from Beyond the Walls of Time. Oh, shit. I'm interested to know what they mean by that. <laughs> well, this is Mark Twain's dream is the title of this. If, if it's Very just this cunt telling us about a dream where he's like, <laughs> it was okay for me to write the N-word. <laughs> it was a different time and people will ignore it in the future. In the late 1850s, young Mark Twain and his brother Henry... Henry Twain. Right. <laughs> I wrote a book too. Okay, Henry, I'll read it. Ah, this is good. Way less N-words. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> Mark Twain and his brother Henry worked together on the riverboats. Did I say riverboats? Riverboats. Yeah. Riverboats. <laughs> riverboats. Riverboats. Then plying the Mississippi between St. Louis and New Orleans. One night during a stay at his sister's house in St. Louis or St. Louis... Twain had an unusually vivid dream. In it, he saw his brother's corpse lying in a metal coffin in his sister's sitting room. The coffin rested on two chairs, and a bouquet with a single crimson flower at its centre had been placed on Henry's chest. I reckon this cunt made this dream up. I reckon Mark Twain just fucking bullshitted about this dream. You You never bullshitted about a dream before? (laughs) What do you mean? I don't really see reason to. No, I know. (laughs) But you're not Mark Twain. (laughs) (laughs) When Twain awoke... right. When Twain awoke, he was quite convinced that his brother had died and was lying in the sitting room. He dressed, thought of visiting the corpse, but decided to take a walk first. This is suspicious. <laughs> he left the house and had gone half a block before he realised he had been dreaming. He then returned and told his sister of the dream. A few weeks later, Twain and his brother were together in New Orleans but took different boats back to St. Louis. Henry's passage was on the Pennsylvania, whose boilers exploded not far from Memphis, killing many people. Henry was badly injured and taken in great pain to Memphis, where he died a few days later. Uh-oh. Although most victims of the accident were buried in wooden coffins, a number of Memphis women, moved by pity for the young man, 
raised the money to provide a metal coffin. Thus, when Mark Twain came to say his last farewells to his brother, he found the body lying in a metal coffin, just as it had been in his dream. The bouquet, however, was missing. But as Twain stood beside the body, a woman entered the room and placed on Henry's chest a bouquet of white flowers. At its centre was a single red rose. Dude, holy shit. Imagining being afraid that a loved one will die. <laughs> and then when they do die, you're like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> the only way this, there's anything weird about this is if Mark Twain, on the morning that he woke up from that dream, wrote about the dream. Otherwise, it's just like a deja vu thing or whatever where your brain... He, told his, he did tell his he sister told about the, the sister? dream. Oh, yeah. Tell the sister about the dream. I do like when he, wa- he woke up, thought it was really, thought his brother was dead in the other room and then just doesn't check, just goes for a walk and he's like, oh, wait, that was a dream. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why'd you go for a, a walk? I've had a dream like that one time. I had a dream. This I was probably in my mid-teens. Okay. And I woke up <laughs> covered in cup. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark I was like, Twain. <laughs> Dad, get out of my room. Yeah, I was painting the fence white with it. It <laughs> 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 is so funny. The only two things I can think of when I think of Mark Twain, one of them is a <laughs> yeah, painting the fence. fence. I don't know why. But yeah, I had a dream that our family friend, his name is Josh Wilson, had died. I don't really... I didn't... Oh, oh shit. Is everything all right? I think so. Hold on. Josh Wilson's down. here in the room. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our recording machine just got knocked off of the chair. Is it still going? Yeah. Still all right? Everything's G'day, still okay? everyone. Hope that <laughs> was an adventure for you all. Took a tumble. I mean, it won't show up on the on the recording. It won't? It'll just be us all going, oh! <laughs> Josh Wilson. <laughs> it does, did seem like it goes. Anyway... It's not like he died in the dream, but just in the reality of the dream, he was dead. I think, like, me and my mum were at his rest of his family's house or something and we were aware that he was dead. And so, anyway, I woke up and, yeah, that was just in the back of my subconscious. And then, like, a week later, mum was talking about Josh Wilson and I was like, Josh Wilson? He passed away, mum. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, what are you talking about? And then, yeah, it, it took me a little a bit of working. I was like, oh, that's just a dream I had. <laughs> and I woke up and it felt true. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now that's Is Josh Wilson still alive now? Yeah. Oh, he didn't die in a riverboat accident? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a real estate agent. <laughs> uh, so he's Wish he died in a riverboat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, yeah, that's the, like... Everyone has a dream that someone who they care about will die. Yeah. And then he just died. And I'm assuming that metal coffins were common at the time. (laughs) I have a dream. My brother. But he wasn't my brother, but I knew he was. It was at my old school that was actually like a castle. But I knew it was my school as well. Anyway. (laughs) I had a dream. I had to go to school. <laughs> no pants. <laughs> I had a towel covering them, but everybody knew. <laughs> <laughs> the, the accent shifted a bit. <laughs> yeah. I had a dream. As it should. <laughs> about Andy Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> Metal coffins are like, I'm assuming they're to keep the bugs out, to keep the worms out from eating your body. Um, yeah, I was yeah, wondering about probably. that. I was like, since when is so that some luxury? So they must have just been some relatively common, but re- quite. Un- I'm not surprised that, A... Surely Mark Twain could have paid for his own yeah. brother's metal fucking coffin. Well, you Mark Twain. He's young Mark Twain when he only worked on the riverboats. Yeah, I guess so. Back when he worked on the riverboats. But so metal coffin, they're around. Red flowers, always been around. Yeah. Mark Twain. Actually quite common at funerals. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's written better stories, honestly. That's good, though. Good for you, Twainos. 
<laughs> Twainos does it again. <laughs> Twainos. Oh, Twainos. <laughs> uh, Twainos, brother. How's the, um, how's the fucking um, stories going? Twainos. Twainos. I like how he wakes up and he's just like, he goes for a walk, comes back and he tells his sister and it's like, yeah, actually I thought that uh, old mate Henry, you know, our brother, was just like in your sitting room, just dead in your sitting room. I wake up hard as a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard of fucking... That thing when corpses go stiff. What's that I've called? I've heard of rigor mortis. <laughs> look at my boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just Twain. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Twain-o. That's that vintage Twain wit. Mark <laughs> 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 Twain walking around going like, fucking get a load of this fat cunt. <laughs> That's that Twain wit for you. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I had a dream that uh, our brother was dead and then you and I shared... A kiss. What? Just, yeah. dead. Just dead, brother. Yeah, no, dream... What did you say, Mark? No, no, no. I said the no, other no, word. No, yeah. I said dream... <laughs> but it's not me. It's like a kid that would say it. It's like a kid that would say it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not me. Dreams are crazy. It's a different time than today. <laughs> this is a different time. So, I like him then. At, at the... i got to go paint the fence. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I miss you. i got to go drain the main twain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's five stories from this book today. There are um, some, uh, there are some spo- spooky stories. So these are just these are the first of I'm going to guess a thousand <laughs> stories. <laughs> a thousand seems like so many. I don't think there'd be a thousand. It's a big book. How many how many pages, how many pages are we talking? Yeah, uh, like three hundred pages. You got an index up the back there. I reckon the average. Four story, five or six, four, five or six stories on every page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them have like two stories on a page. Oh, I don't reckon there's hundreds. How many pages did you say again? Three hundred. Three hundred times seven. Times three or four. I reckon seven hundred pages. I, I reckon seven hundred. <laughs> I reckon that book's so actually. Do, just uh, subscribe, uh, rate, and review us on iTunes. <laughs> give us five stars and strap in. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go through all of them <laughs> eventually. Uh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, if you if you've enjoyed this, we've also got another podcast. Yeah, twenty five days. It's called twenty five days. So it was us, us three. Uh, How many days do you reckon? The three of us. So <laughs> How many days, days do you reckon that twenty five thousand? We'll probably be doing another couple of them because we're going on a little mini tour soon. So we'll do a couple oh, of them when we're up in Canberra. Bonies, do you? Yeah, I reckon we will. You I'm reckon? On board. I'm on board. I reckon I it, it'll happen. Idea. Okay, all right. Chucking it any time we can. Why not do it? Little bonus episode. Yeah. All right. Really paint that fence. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we we've got so, that. So, yeah, we we yeah. The podcast twenty five days as well. Uh, I've got a podcast called Filthy Casuals with uh, Tommy Daslow, Ben Vidal, and me. It's about video games, and another one called Are You Talking to Me, which is about Game of Thrones. And this one's about the paranormal. I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this has been. And are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter. I'm Adam G Knox on Twitter. Luca Muller. Yeah, Luca C Muller. That's uh, a good name, Greg. I'm at a uh, uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey <laughs> with a G? Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey with a Ooh, G. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot the name of this podcast. <laughs> What's your middle name? I'm going to guess it. Chris? No. Charles? No. Craig? No. I'm never going to be Craig. <laughs> Charles oh. again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is it? Cameron. Oh, Cameron. you're a Cameron, are you? Yep. Nice. I'm uh, I'm on Twitter at Peter the Jones. Ah, oh, your middle What's name your is Terence Howard. <laughs> Theodore is my middle name. Uh, Peter the Jones. I also have another podcast called Kentucky Fried Chatting, which is like this, but with KFC <laughs> and two other different people that are not you two. Our plan is to go through every gimmick that exists <laughs> and begin a podcast about it. 
Well, isn't that... Yeah, that's how it works. This is a fun book with fun stories, though. We're going to do this, uh, you know, every week. This will go up. Subscribe. If, if you know any it. silly stories or books full of them, let us know. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely subscribe and uh, rate us on iTunes. That just helps the podcast be visible so that we can get more people listening to our, our hot takes on these classic stories. <laughs> and as we say every week here at Ooh Spooky... Oh, I thought you guys were going to say something. <laughs> nah. Um... <laughs> Scare you later? No. Yeah. Yeah. Scare, scare you later. later. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hate that. Yeah, Adam. Scare you later. <laughs> all right. Scare all of you later. <laughs> scare you later, everybody. <laughs>